the Browns beat reporter 92.3 The Fan, Browns Radio Network. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at WriterWrongFan. He is Daryl Ryder. Daryl, any new information coming out of Berea today to lead us one way or the other on Deshaun Watson's status for Sunday's game against the Niners? I, I, I'm sorry, you're expecting information to come out of Berea, Ohio? Excuse me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I can tell you what my eyeballs tell me. And that's right. he ain't playing Sunday. <laughs> like, I would be stunned. I mean, even if he practiced on Friday, Kenny, it would be his first uh, practice of any kind since, I think, uh, September 29th. He hasn't had a full practice since uh, September 22nd, leading up to the Ravens game. Um, I, I just don't think that, or I should say, lead up to the Titans game. I just yeah. don't think he's going to play. I, I, I just I don't see it. Um, you know, uh, PJ, he, first of all, he hadn't been seen really. He popped into the locker room a couple of yesterday and then today for about five minutes to grab some stuff out of his locker. Didn't, uh, really, uh, say anything to us, um, has not been made available to the media, uh, since really word of this injury surfaced. So I am not anticipating that he plays Sunday. It will be PJ Walker starting in my view. Daryl, what has changed from getting cleared, going out for pregame warm-ups, to probably not playing for the second straight week? Well, he told everyone he was good to play, and so I think what changed, Kenny, was like the Browns took his word for it. And then the eyeball test told you on uh, you know during the week, and then again Sunday morning, can't throw a football. So... That, I mean, that's the change. And so now he just he flat out can't throw a football uh, with any type of, uh, you know, I- intensity, which is obviously <laughs> required for him. So uh, this is a, uh, a rotator cuff bruise or contusion or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, the good news is there isn't a structural problem in there. The, the bad news is that there's still a, a problem there. Uh, that you know prevents him from being able to again uh, you know throw the football the way uh, he needs to throw it. So um, you know they're they're parsing words when they talk about functional uh, functionality or whatever Kevin right. he said this week. Uh, but yeah, he he just uh, bottom line he can't throw a football right now, uh, and and so uh, he can't play. Daryl, was there any other talk of maybe bringing someone else in? I mean, P.J. Walker, fine. He's got some experience. DTR, we saw what happened last week. But what about like a Carson Wentz or somebody else with some experience? Um, no, I think they're just going to go with what they – because, I mean, they're not acting like this is a long-term thing. Okay. But I am concerned that this is going to – like if he's not able to do anything next week and if he has to miss the Indianapolis Colts game, uh, I'm going to get really, really concerned uh, because he will have had – it's three weeks now for this injury. Next week will be a fourth week. And, and again, I mean, that, that's a reasonable timetable. Uh, I guess the frustration for fans uh, is that, you know, uh, the, the team has been very mum about this situation. And it would just be easier to say, hey, yeah. He's got a he's got a, a a bruised shoulder. He can't throw a football. He's going to miss two to four weeks, right? Then, then guess what? All the all the daily questions from us stop. Okay, right. Uh, yeah. And that, but you know, the, uh, that's what I would do if I were running the Browns. 
I just say, I just come out and let people know what's going on, but they clearly don't want to do that. And so we will continue on a daily basis. Uh, So once again, tomorrow when we see Kevin Stefanski, we will have about 80 more Deshaun Watson questions to ask him, even though there's other stuff to ask about. But I mean, got to get to the bottom of what's going on with him. Do you believe Daryl that they are uh, looking back at the way they handled things with Baker Mayfield and saying, all right, we've invested more in this guy. We put Baker right. back out there. He played awful. It got worse. And that was just right. his non-throwing shoulder. This is his throwing shoulder, so we're going to err on the side of caution. Or no, is this up to Deshaun Watson? That, well, I, they left it up to Deshaun Watson, and, and they got bit in the backside. So this is not up to Deshaun Watson. They are, uh, you know, uh, believing what they are seeing rather than what they're being told. Uh, And that is the departure from what happened, uh, you know, uh, going into that Ravens game, Kenny, was, you know, he kept, I mean, look, the Saturday night before the Ravens game, which I I think it was September 30th, right? He, Kevin Stefanski is on the phone with NFL insiders saying, yeah, Deshaun's playing tomorrow. Like, yeah, we're going to put him through a little pregame workout just to make sure everything's okay. But, you know, he's told us he's he's good to go and and ready to play. And so that's what we're going to roll with. And then, you know, everyone wakes up Sunday morning, you know, about 10, 15, 10, 20 at the stadium. He still can't throw really uh, a football. And then, uh, you know, at 1030, it was, we found out this week when we talked to Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, like DTR, there was this conspiracy theory out there that, you know, DTR walked into that stadium knowing he was starting. And he told us, no, I found it at 1030, which uh, that's like five minutes after Deshaun's workout had ended and, you know, they realized he, he, he can't do the job for the day. So, um, it, you know, that kind of debunked that. So at least this week, um, it, it's just, it's pretty clear. It's going to be PJ Walker. Right? I mean, I, I just, again, I would be flabbergasted if Watson plays Sunday and quite frankly, considering what they're going mm-hmm. up against Sunday, maybe it's not like the worst thing in the world that they give him another week to make sure that that shoulder is absolutely right. Because if he goes up against the 49ers and he's not 100%, to your point, at least from my perspective, I, I think you just risk you know, making the problem even worse. Probably. And, and there's another way to look at this too, Daryl, is last week, uh, and Kevin Stefanski said it, as you just told us, and then some of the other teammates thought that he was going to play too. What's the mood of yeah, the locker room The whole room locker like? room thought, no, not some, the whole locker okay. room so how do they perceive him now? Because, you know, a lot of our callers call up or, you know, you look on social media and people are, you know, they're, they're, they're looking down on him, so to speak, and saying, you know, this guy's letting everybody down. Do they feel like he's letting him down, letting them down? No, I don't. I, that's not the impression that I get. Yeah. I, I think maybe in the moment on, on, on that Sunday, maybe they feel a little let down just because, the, again, the messaging was he, he was going to play and then he did, he, you know, he didn't play. Um but, like, right now, I, I look, I, I think everyone understands in that uh, locker room that Deshaun can't throw a ball. So, if, if he can't throw a ball, mm-hmm. I don't know how you can ex- – I, I, I don't know how you can hold a grudge against him. You yeah, know what I'm okay. saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, again, the letdown is telling everyone you're going to be there for him, and then ultimately your body doesn't let you be there and, uh, you know, whatnot. But it, it, it's pretty clear what the problem is right now. So, I don't see any reason for any uh, animosity within that locker okay. room because Deshaun isn't out there right Fair now. Enough. Darryl Ryder is our guest, outstanding Browns beat reporter, 92.3 The Fan. 
and the Browns Radio Network. All right, so P.J. Walker, Daryl, um, this uh-huh. tells me two things, okay? Number one, without saying they made a mistake, the front office is saying we made a mistake by not uh-huh. having a better backup quarterback behind Deshaun Watson, right? And it also tells me that um, maybe after what they saw in the preseason and, and then in the regular season, they're not as high on DTR as they originally thought they were. Am I accurate in those statements? Uh, I'll give you 50% credit. Um, okay. It, it clear in the Baltimore game that DTR just isn't ready, right? And, and that's okay. He's a fifth-round pick. He was, he was a developmental player to begin with but he had such an outstanding training camp from preseason that they really got worried about losing him on the waiver wire. They had also budgeted for two quarterback slots on the roster. And they just said, Hey, well, we're going to assume, uh, which is always a mistake uh, that Deshaun Watson is going to start all 17 games and DTR is going to hold the clipboard and learn all season, but we can keep him on the active roster and, and don't have to worry about teams uh, poaching him uh off our practice squad or uh you know the waiver wire there at the cutdown. well that was right. a miscalculation um as far as them being down on dtr i don't feel like that they're down on dtr i think that what they are uh they realize that he just isn't ready and so they don't want to they don't want to put a young inexperienced player in a position to just completely fail which let's be honest about it kenny that's exactly what they did against the Ravens. He had no chance against Baltimore. The mistake by the front office, and I understand where you're coming from because I agree with you, is they should have had a third quarterback on this roster that is a veteran that can step in and back up, whether that was the P.J. Walker, whether that was somebody else that they went out and got off the waiver wire or they signed in free agency or whatever, right? That was the mistake they made because the Cleveland Browns are the last team in the National Football League that should ever, ever, under any circumstance, assume that their starter is going to last a full season because that has only happened three times. Tim Couch in 2001, Baker Mayfield 2019-2020, okay? Now, with P.J. Walker starting, guess what? This is going to be the 10th time since 1999, and 10th time in 25 seasons. The Browns needed not one, not two, you guessed it, three different starting quarterbacks to get through a schedule. And, oh, by the way, uh, we're not even halfway through the season. They may need, who knows, maybe they need a fourth at some point. Hopefully not. But uh, that also has actually happened since 1999. But, um, you know, that to me was the mistake that the front office made. Not a, enough of a quality, uh, ready to go at any given moment, number two quarterback behind Deshaun Watson. And yet, how many times have we heard how great our offensive line is? Daryl, how do you rate this O-line? Uh, well, right now, I mean, they're just they're battered and bruised. Joe Batonio mm-hmm. may not play. Uh, oh. He is questionable, with a, in my mind, with a knee injury. He hasn't practiced all week. We haven't seen him in the locker room. Uh, much this week either. I have not seen him myself. Uh, I don't want to say he hasn't been in the locker room because maybe someone else saw him, but I personally have not seen Joel Batonio uh, in the locker room. Uh, It was reported that he was on crutches last week during the bye week. That's obviously not good news to hear. Uh, We know what the situation at left tackle with Jed Wills is. It is what it is. Again, that's on the front office. Uh, Ethan Posick is back in practice after getting banged up against Baltimore, so obviously that's good news there. Um, And then, you know, Jawan Jones has done, I think, an admirable job 
at, at right tackle uh, for uh, Jack Conklin. So it, it, it's not good right now up front. Uh, on the, and again, that might be another motivating factor to just maybe, without saying it, just punt on this 49ers game. Uh, take yeah. your loss, and uh, you know you can recover from two and three, and get 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 guys okay. healthier. Uh, uh, two and four, two and five. Uh, I don't know. Um, they can't afford to fall too far behind in such a difficult division because th- what that'll do is that just puts way too much pressure on Deshaun Watson and on the rest of the football team to be basically perfect down the stretch. And as we know. Uh, especially with Browns football, that, that's virtually impossible to achieve. So um, it, they, they got to get guys healthy as quickly as possible. And uh, it's it stacked against them this week anyway, because San Francisco isn't just beating people. They're bludgeoning people mm-hmm. right now. Um, uh, their closest game was a seven-point differential. That was week two against the Rams. They're winning by 19, 20, 25 points per game. Uh, last week, they just absolutely annihilated the Cowboys. So, again, not the worst thing in the world for them uh, to just kind of, you know, let Deshaun rest, maybe let Joel Batonio rest, even though that ends his consecutive uh, start streak, uh, which he had going, you know, let, let some of these guys heal up a little bit and then go get them next time against the Indianapolis Colts. Daryl, but do they take this into consideration as all? Because I, uh, you know, threw it out the window when the Browns were going to Pittsburgh. I said, Browns are a better team on paper. They'll go into Pittsburgh and beat them, even though Pittsburgh has won X amount of games in primetime, X whatever, because the Browns have won three in a row in Cleveland against San Francisco. They're 7-2 and lifetime against San Francisco and Cleveland. And Stefanski coming off the bye is 2-1. and Do those numbers mean anything this week or no? Well, I mean, uh, again, it's the way you play the game, right? Um, you, you never say never, but uh, they, here's what has to happen for the Browns to win, right? I mean, they're going to have to run the ball and, and control uh, the tempo of the game uh, efficiently. I, In my view, I think they either need a special teams score or a defensive okay. score or both uh, to win this game. Um and, and then, obviously, you you just need, like, you know, Miles Garrett and Zedarius Smith to just go absolutely bananas on Brock Purdy uh, because Brock Purdy just doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't throw an interception this year, right? So uh, you never say never. Uh, that's, again, why, you, to your point, Kenny, that's why you do play the game. Uh, San Francisco is coming here as well. The league office didn't do them a solid and have this be a 4 p.m. kickoff, so they – are, are going to be on their uh, West Coast body clock playing a game at 10, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning because it's a 1 o'clock kickoff here in Cleveland, uh, so 10 a.m. Pacific time uh, on their body clock. So I, maybe they have some tired legs, right? Maybe they're feeling themselves after, uh, you know, just absolutely taking uh, the Cowboys to the woodshed on national television and everyone just watching that game going, holy smokes, uh, right. the, the 49ers are an unstoppable force right now. Uh, but I don't know. Kyle Shanahan seems to me like he's still a little salty from 2014 and everything that went down <laughs> with Johnny Hensel in that organization. I don't know if you right. guys saw the video in the clip, but I, I have a feeling the 49ers will be plenty focused Sunday. Yeah, I, I think you are right uh, there, Daryl, and that defensive. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game than, than people uh, imagine, especially if Walker – 
uh, is the, the quarterback. So I would bet the under if I'm giving any advice on that. Uh, and I'm going to go parlay, take the under, and I'm, I'm taking the 49ers in this one. And uh, we'll see what uh, news comes out tomorrow, Saturday, or right before kickoff. And you'll be on top of all of that, as you always are. Thanks for the time. Keep up the great work. And we appreciate it, Daryl. Be well. You bet, guys. Talk to you next week.